Welcome to the Freelance Spotlight. I'm your host, Sonia Begunde. Today, we have an extraordinary guest, Marco Perik, a senior UI UX designer from Serbia who has earned over $400,000 on Upwork and he is ready to share his secrets to landing high-end freelancing clients both on Upwork and off Upwork. We're going to learn from Perik's story today. Welcome, Marco Porik. Thanks, Sunday. Uh, thanks for inviting me to your great show. Yeah, it's so nice having you here. You know, we had a guest on this show that was Mariko Para. So, like, I tend to call the Marco Porik, Mariko Porik. <laughs> okay, so, Marco, can you tell us the story of your academics and your digital skill acquisition? How did you start with UI UX design? Sure. I started with this UI and UX uh, journey in uh, high school because a friend uh, worked as a UI designer back then. And he actually earned uh, his first money, like, uh, for example, $300 for uh, logo design first. And then he started uh, do doing uh, UI and UX. And uh, it was quite fascinating to me that I can earn money from uh, home working uh, like after after school uh, so I actually asked him to to show me like some some tutorials or, or to show me some some, some lessons and uh, I started learning like a Photoshop first and then Illustrator and I started uh, working on uh, logo design contests on uh, Night Night Designs platform. It was great to me because I actually learned a lot on the platform because I, I worked on, on uh, projects there and the concept is that the use can submit the design and uh, also many other designers uh, submit their designs as well and then client actually choose uh, the winning the winning uh, concept and it was great to me because I learned and at the same time I can earn something so it was a, a nice way of practicing and, and learning new skills to me. Then I, I worked on Night Night Designs for approximately one year and I won nothing so I submitted 100 times uh, my, my work and basically I, I was pretty frustrated uh, because clients actually always choose uh, some worse designs uh, rather than, than mine and uh, this was quite uh, frustrating to me. I basically quit uh, Nightline Designs uh, after maybe one year and, and a few months but I actually won one project there. Uh, I actually worked on, on a project for uh, UI did design ju just uh, five screens of an app and I won like a thousand dollars that time and uh, that's only project that, that I actually won on, on the platform and this actually gave me a boost of motivation and actually that was a confirmation that I can do it because uh, I was unsure if this is for me uh, because I want or nothing and uh, I was questioning myself is it I or is the problem with, with me or what's going on but this was actually a confirmation that, that I can do it and, and uh, just a matter of, of time but basically when, when I quit uh, nighttime designs I was also uh, like in, in this period when I needed to, to go to college and I didn't want to go because uh, I didn't want to like uh, lose my time because I, I started started working uh, as a UI designer and was uh, let's say de decent and Luckily, CEO of one design studio here in Serbia actually uh, hired me for a UI designer role. Uh, so this was the point that actually gave me that the confirmation I, I shouldn't go to college like that. So so I actually worked uh, in a design studio there and I learned there with my colleagues and, and mentors. So yeah, this is uh, something about my education and it's not formal. So I don't have any uh, formal degree for, for my profession. 
passion, just YouTube videos, uh, colleagues, and uh, working uh, tireless for a few years, basically. Oh, that's impressive. I really love your story and I've learned a couple of things there. As you speak, you can see I'm jotting down a number of things you said and um, our listeners, our viewers on YouTube, our listeners on Spotify, Apple Music and other platforms can also learn from this. So many of us have friends who have some digital skills and then we are just chit-chatting with those friends. We should ask those friends to teach us because they are one of the first person that can teach us for free. So we can hear Marco said he learned from his friends and his colleagues and I was a graphic designer and then he emerged from being a logo designer to something more productive when he spotted the opportunity. That means from a logo designer to a UI UX designer. And another thing I jotted down was his use of 99 design to learn. Many people want to make the kind of money that Marco is making. That is like the $400,000, but don't want to go through the process of learning. So aside the fact that he learns on YouTube, he learns on platforms like 99design, he also takes his time to learn from colleagues and then he got the opportunity to work and I'm very sure he delivered an excellent service there and that's why they want to retain him. And another thing I love he mentioned was about him focusing on skills. See, we have passed the age where it is all about academics and degree. Now, companies, organizations out there are more interested in this service you can offer, this skill, what you can actually do, not what is on your paper, not what your paper can present, what you can actually do. I really love that, Marco. Thank you for sharing that with us. Sure, really agree with you that there is not about formal skills and degrees, it's about what you can do for the community and, and the, the company you work for. So it's very important to, to have actual skills, not just uh, degrees and, and paper. So yeah. Yeah, great. Okay, so now let's talk about your 9 to 5 experience. Like, that means, I don't know whether it is with a company you worked for as a designer or maybe another company. Your 9 to 5 experience, how were you able to transition into a freelancer on Upwork or did you run both together? And how were you able to found two startups? Let's learn from that. Yeah, good question. I, as I said, I got a job as a UI designer in, in this uh, design studio in Serbia, and uh, it was it was uh, a nice job, but I I wasn't satisfied with with my earnings there. I actually uh, started working on Upwork. Before that, I already tried to, to work on Upwork, but I actually uh, didn't get any jobs there, uh, so I quit. And uh, after one year, when I got hired, I actually gave Upwork a second chance. I committed myself to be more persistent to send the proposals uh, daily, like at least five to 10 proposals uh, per day, and to work after my nine to five jobs to work on, on the Upwork, basically. So I, I started applying for quite low pay jobs. It was like $20 for a book cover, $5 for factorizing illustrations and, and so on. So this wasn't like uh, my level of, of knowledge, nothing near basically, but, but I needed to get my first project so I can build reputation and the credibility on the platform. So this was my strategy uh, that actually worked at the time. So I got my, my first job uh, for, I think, $10 for a book cover and the project lasted like uh, seven days. So it was uh, extremely <laughs> low pay uh, because the client was, let's say, rude because he knew that it was first project and he actually conditioned me to, to like accept all his new terms because the project was like a quick one, like uh, just a few hours and then it, it 
it actually extended for two days. So, so it was uh, not a great experience, uh, but that job actually was great to, to have reviews on my profile. So I got these uh, first pro projects on Upwork after, for example, I think uh, two or three months uh, after I got hired uh, in Design Studio. And after these few low paid projects, I searched uh, for a bit more serious ones. And I found a job for part-time designer for App Store assets. For example, these screenshots and, and banners that actually every app uh, has for the App Store. And I worked on that part-time and the hourly rate was about $20 per hour. And this was actually a turning point because this was quite fascinating to me that I earn more working just one hour per day for this client than my five night five job uh, for, uh, for one month basically so so i i earn more working one hour on upwork than uh, eight hours for on my job so this was nonsense to me and i actually after uh, six months of working in, in the design studio i actually quit because it was quite uh, clear to me that uh, if i dedicate my time only on upwork and freelancing uh, it would be much more profitable than, than work nine to five in uh, some else company so yeah i quit and i invested my time to to upwork and it actually was a great decision because in the same year i got a full-time job for 50 dollars per hour so this was fascinating to me back then uh, so i actually increased multiple times my salary and basically this project actually gave me uh, more profile on upwork so i got more credibility uh, good reviews uh, so at this point uh, my my future was clear so so I just uh, dedicated my time to Upwork freelancing and uh, then further on uh, some other startups and, and uh, companies as well. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so can you tell us about your startups, the two startups I mentioned in the earlier question? Mm -hmm. So yeah, my first startup was about uh, sending packages uh, with uh, delivery services. So you can like uh, select your delivery service you want, enter information about your package, uh, who is the recipient uh, and so on. And uh, a few tabs in the app, you, you can actually request the delivery service uh, to pick up your, your package. Actually, colleague and I founded this startup because when I worked on in the design video, I actually ordered a, a lamp for my apartment because I also worked, worked from home and I needed a, a bit more light on, on my desk. And I actually ordered this package and I was frustrated with experience of, of ordering in Serbia. So delivery guy just say, hey, I'm here, so here's the package, but I'm not uh, at that location at the time because I'm uh, in design studio so uh, and then we we need to reschedule the the shipping and, and then he come in again and uh, i wasn't at home again and it was just a tremendous uh, experience. So I pitched this idea to, to my friend and uh, actually proposed a, a solution to, to have a, a nice app that you can choose the time of uh, delivery so you, you can enter like uh, every detail in the app so there's no human interaction and so on. And uh, he actually liked the idea and uh, we, we actually decided to start uh, a startup back then. So we started working like uh, on the concept of the app and uh, we actually was actually we were quite uh, satisfied with how, how it works and we decided to hire a few developers to uh, build uh, the app. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to do a run through of what you've just said. So I realized that you were very persistent with your upwork when you started. Like, you know, it amazes me 
that your first project on Upwork was just $10. You know, sometimes you need to take those $10, $20 job just to break the ice on Upwork. You are able to gather a review through that. And then as time goes on, you're able to get better job that offered you $50. And then you're able to increase your rates to $100 presently that it is on your profile and that is laudable. Um, you know, many people just start their Upwork account today and they want to charge very high. So if Marco had insisted on charging $100 in his first day or his first month on Upwork, there is a high likelihood that he may not have been where he is today. He may not have been able to earn as high as he is earning today. He focused on delivering excellent service first for the $10 job, even if it is a $10 job that took seven days ultimately and it is annoying, but he was able to do it and scale through that level, then he went to the next level. Another thing I was able to learn from Marco is the importance of retainer clients. You know, there's this saying that you are one client away from making it big on Upwork. So just one client on Upwork sometimes can change your life. You know, I, I used to say on this channel of how I, I think my first breakthrough on Upwork was a single client I made $15,000 from within a single year. And that was amazing for me. And I love your story about how you left your 9 to 5 for freelancing. I don't know whether you freelance on other platforms too. Okay, you mentioned 99design, but specifically now on Upwork. I think I had a similar story to that. You know, I was on a 9 to 5 and at some point I was spending 90% of my time on my 9 to 5 and 10% of my free time on freelancing. But I realized that when I assessed my income, about 60 to 70% of my main income was coming from freelancing and then I was not committing enough time to it. So I had to make that decision of leaving the 9 to 5 to focus on freelancing, especially on Upwork. So thank you very much for the knowledge you're sharing, Marco. I agree 100%. So just one project actually can change your, your life. So it's all about persistence and, and uh, a bit patience uh, and, and just wait uh, this project to, to come. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so with over $400,000 in earning on Upwork, Marco, your profile is very impressive. Can you share some key strategies that have contributed to your success on Upwork? To be honest, there's no like a hidden secret that I know that other freelancers that earned less than me don't know. It's all about persistency and uh, to keep improving your profile and your uh, proposal strategy, let's say. So you need to improve your cooperative skills, uh, how you write proposals, to actually think about how clients uh, think, what they need, and uh, imagine yourself in position of client. Even you can like uh, post three job posts on Upwork and to see how, how clients think, basically, and what they need. And optimize your cover letters and proposals towards clients. So don't speak uh, too much about yourself. Speak about clients, about their problems, and about their region. 95% of freelancers will be, uh, hey, I have this and that, and I work uh, five years in this and that. And every single proposal will, will be similar. There's a good chance for you to take a advantage of, of this and actually to personalize the proposal to, uh, to each client and actually to reflect to their problems and conditions. So for the profile, so your upper profile, you need to keep improving it. So to ask clients uh, for a good review after the, the project is, is done, you need to, to add great tagline, description, to have a professional 
personal image and this, these are very very important and uh, most important about your profile are the the elements that are visible before client actually opens uh, your profile and that is like profile image tagline short description and uh, a few tags like uh, keywords to sum up it's important to, to maintain your profile to keep improving it to to add a portfolio thumbnails uh, of project it's very very important to to keep improving your visibility skills and presence lovely so thank you for sharing that insight with us and i salute your ratiocination i salute your honesty i love the fact that you told us the importance of things like review the importance of optimizing your profile then the major thing i take from this is persistency so you may do everything you need to do right and still not be getting the very big projects but remain persistent with time that big client is going to come i love that so before we go further into marco's story if you are following us on this podcast if you're watching us right now or listening to us please hit the like button to support what we do here okay so marco what is your advice for freelancers looking to break into new niches you know like i would ask this question that do you think that your specific niche that is ui ux design has contributed to your success and what advice would you give to freelancers looking to extend their service offering to other niches I always teach, let's say, students um, to be like a T-shape. It's important to know everything like uh, good enough, but you need to specialize in one thing that you can be way better of your competition. So at the moment, I know like uh, graphic design, illustrations, like logo design, uh, UI, UX research, uh, but I actually specialized uh, in creating, like uh, efficiently creating a UI or new apps on the market and uh, mostly in crypto web3 and like this more technological industry and uh, many clients actually reached out to me in this niche uh, but i actually can can do anything because uh, one client asked me hey can you create me also business cards banners uh, ad for for my uh, like uh, promotional event so and i was able to create this and i was uh, skilled enough to create results and this client actually appreciated uh, that he didn't uh, need, need to like uh, hire someone else to go through this process and have like this uh, another problem let's say along the lines to, so you need basically to learn everything in the design so to be filled in uh, graphic design uh, and also as well in the UI and UX uh, because uh, it's important to, to know the layout, uh, colors on different things like uh, is it a physical product or digital so it's very important to, to get sense of uh, design in all fields and after you you have a good knowledge of design in general you can choose whatever you like and uh, fits the best uh, to your passion and, and interest. Oh, I love that. You know, I'm actually taking a course in UI UX design. That's surprising. It's not really, I'm not taking the course because I want to switch my account to a UI UX design account, but I'm a writer and I'm a designer. Then with time, I started doing video editing. So now I take more video editing jobs on Upwork. And one thing I observe with many designers is that you can do the main designing. That means like you can do the graphic. Most designers start with graphic designing. Then maybe after doing graphics designing for a while, 
while you're very good at it, then you have a specialized area. In your case, your specialized area right now is UI UX design, but it doesn't mean that you cannot do other aspects of design, but then you are not really yeah. pushing hard for those other aspects. You, you are more comfortable or you are getting more projects in UI UX designing so you stay there since that is what makes you more money so like that is what I deduce to be your concept of specializing right yeah 100% yeah okay so good okay so you've worked for Fortune 500 companies like Johnson and Johnson and um, also Bayer how did you get these jobs and what lessons have you learned from experiences that you gather from these particular projects yeah, this was a great opportunity to work even for those companies. So actually one one startup from, hired me from the UK, it's called Huma. And basically they're a startup that works in the healthcare industry. And uh, they have software that actually covers the patients and uh, doctors can see like uh, patients' uh, information about their health and uh, something like this along these lines. Uh, but uh, the point is that actually this client uh, worked with, with the buyer and Johnson and I work on the UI and UX part specifically for, for Bayer and Johnson & Johnson. So uh, actually I or buyers, uh, like uh, they call this hospital at home app. So actually they provided to, to their patients like uh, this uh, system and an app uh, that they can uh, be, be cared uh, even if they are at home because uh, this was in a peak uh, of the coronavirus and uh, they needed to, to have this system when they can, let's say, visit their doctors uh, from home. So. I didn't work like uh, directly, I wasn't hired directly for, from Bayer and also, but I actually worked uh, for them uh, through, through Huma, basically. Oh, I love that. I think I've been privileged to work for a couple of companies like that too. I think I, I totally understand you. Okay, so the next question, you know, there are people who are of the opinion that Upwork is for peanut projects, that the only kind of project you can find on Upwork is a $10, $20 job. So what is your take? What do you have to say to such kind of persons? They're just not true because you, you can check um, my profile and, and also filter others and extremely good profiles like uh, that earned like a few million dollars. So Upwork is, is best in the place because uh, at the beginning, yes, uh, you, you'll maybe work on, on some uh, a bit lower paid jobs, but along the way and uh, after like one year or a few months or two years, uh, it depends on, on you. Uh, so after you gain the experience and credibility on platform, for uh, some fascinating clients actually can hire you. Are uh, you an example of these clients are like Microsoft and uh, Johnson and Johnson? So these clients actually post jobs on, on Upwork time, time to the time, and uh, actually many freelancers uh, work with these companies, and uh, it just fascinating. Uh, so it's definitely not not true that uh, it's only for low-paid jobs. Uh, maybe at the beginning. But if you present your, yourself as an experienced professional and that uh, can solve uh, problems to clients that anyone else can so, uh, solve, like you can actually learn a lot and uh, basically to, to have a great, great clients there. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Marco. You are, so, you are full of wisdom and it's amazing talking to you. Okay, so Marco, you received amazing five-star reviews on your profile. I actually checked your profile and I'm amazed. Almost every client you work for gives you a five-star. How are you able to build positive relationship 
with your clients on Upwork? How are you able to communicate efficiently with your clients on Upwork? You know, some clients don't even know how to communicate their ideas to you. How are you able to work with your difficult clients and still get a very positive review like I can see on your profile? Mm -hmm. It's vital to be transparent to give like uh, frequent updates to the clients. So nothing is is obvious. Uh, maybe it's obvious to you, uh, but clients didn't work as UI designers, so they know how it works. So you should lead the, the process, and you should like uh, update clients uh, what's next, how long it will take, and uh, also you you need to be kind and respectful. Even if client is is rude, don't be rude as well. Just be kind and respectful and uh, just say like uh, hey i see understand like uh, we're not a good fit so i wish you all the best and, and so on but just be like uh, kind and, and patient with clients so clients will appreciate uh, if you are transparent and uh, if you uh, see some challenges and uh, obstacles you have and even if you ask uh, for help if uh, a client can help you somehow so uh, it's important to be like uh, you work for uh, for friends let's say so there's nothing to hide so uh, the communication and the process is open and the clients will will appreciate this I love that. So um, you're telling us like it is very good for us to be kind and respectful, irrespective of the disposition of the clients. And um, I think that actually works. Then if it um, turns out to be maybe like too stressful for you, probably like the client's demand is too much for you, you should still be kind and respectful. Then know when to tell the client, okay, it seems we are not a good yeah. fit for each other. So I really love that. Yeah, so that's really honest. So that's the best advice for me. Just be respectful because if you are like uh, rude to clients, uh, you, you achieve nothing because uh, they actually won't see you again in your life. Uh, so you feel nothing from, from being like uh, rude if they were uh, rude to you. So just be kind and respectful and do your job. If client isn't respectful, just uh, try to end the, the collaboration uh, in kind manner and that's it. So, thank you, Marco. Okay, so someone who just saw this video of Marco, like, you know, you are an inspiration to many people out there. Probably there are some persons who are on this channel who follow my channels for other reasons because of the other kind of videos I post, maybe like videos on virtual cards and stuff like that. But now they are seeing this video of you, Marco, and they are seeing that, oh, it is possible to earn $400,000 on Upwork. And they want to open an Upwork account today and get started. What is your advice for such persons? It's important to create, let's say, MVP of your profile. Uh, so minimum viable product of your profile. And what I mean by, by that is to upload professional profile image, uh, to create a professional tagline and the description to add your portfolio to your profile. After you have these basics, and uh, I'm not saying to, to, to do this like uh, just to complete the task. So this needs to be uh, like uh, professional and you need to brainstorm uh, type and uh, add but but after you let's say polish your your profile your first version you can start applying uh, for jobs you need to have at least a decent portfolio uh, because if you don't have your password it is quite hard to, to get projects uh, offered if you don't have previous work you can actually work on imaginary projects uh, or to work for for a friend's company uh, for free to find projects on Upwork 
and to on them, uh, even though you're not hired. So it's important to have at least three to five work pieces uh, before you start applying. When you start applying, as I said, it's important to, to speak about client, to reflect uh, on their job, and not to speak uh, too much about uh, yourself. And I always use my first uh, part of cover letters uh, to speak about uh, clients. So first, I reflect on their problems. Uh, second, I propose some solutions to their problems. And then after that, uh, I actually speak about my credibility and my work. So it's very important to uh, pay attention to, to clients' problems first. And after you, you got this figure out, it's important to send proposals consistently, ideally 10 quality pr proposals per day. Uh, but if you don't have enough money, time for 10, you can send just one or two. It doesn't matter. It's more important to, to have high quality cover letters and proposals instead of like uh, quantity. So that's about it. So send 10 proposals uh, per day, every day for at least one month. Uh, if you don't have money or time, send every day just a few ones and uh, be patient basically. And that's it. You get uh, the first job, I, I promise you. Yeah, I love that. You know, one thing I quickly jotted down when you were speaking is uh, when you talk about um, sending out a proposal like them. I used to talk about like sending proposals out persistently because you never can tell the next proposal. You, you can send out 30 proposals and then just one proposal might make that payment that would justify the other 29 proposals that were not successful. And Popwork should be perceived from a business perspective. And I use that from what Marco just said. What I mean by that is that when you send out proposals, like you might, when you call something a business, you might need to invest before you harvest. If you don't invest, you cannot harvest so you might need to like commit some of your money to buying connect with your money and then use that connect to apply for jobs then you, the upwork also gives you the free connect and i love the fact that his thought process is balanced like that means when he's sharing his idea with us he's balanced that means he was telling us that okay, if you have the money apply for 10 jobs per day then if you know you don't have the money and time you can just maximize the free connect that upwork gifts to you. I really love that. Thank you for sharing that, um, Marco.